when you can identify where you're wrong, it means because you're looking for where you're wrong. You're trying to find the flaw in your own argument, in your own truth, if I could put it that way, um, because your ultimate care is for the truth. Hey guys, welcome hey. back to hey. No Experience Required. It's great to be here again. It is. My name is Stephen, here along with Chase, and uh, we're here with our guest co-host, Ryan. Ryan. Yes, Ryan. Ryan. Yep. Ryan. It's me, Ryan. He's back. Ryan. <coughs> I'm back. He's back. For those of you who don't know, we've had Ryan on before, and he's, uh, he's a guest favorite. He's one of our most listened to... <laughs> I don't think that's true. Shh, they don't need to know that. Oh, <laughs> I'm just trying to sell ourselves. Also, we want to thank you guys for getting us to one million subscribers. Subscribers and one million plays and yeah. downloads. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yes. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes. None of this is true, which is oh. kind of perfect for the start of this episode. But one day that's it will what be I true, heard. and then we can just go back and listen to this. That's <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Just creating, just our, claiming yeah, it. Claiming. You're just. What is that? Manif- manifesting it? You're manifesting. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, last time. Yeah, we've had some, uh, we had a good topic with you last time, and it sounds like we're going to have another really interesting, it's really different for us, I guess. Is it? Both of the ones with him have been kind of different. I think we, yeah. I don't know what that says There's about you. There's a lot we can cover with you, Ryan. I think really? a true crime one would be really fun with you. Okay, so what do you mean by, one. yeah, so when you said true crime, what, what do you mean by that? You know, we're not a true crime podcast, but we could be. We could. <laughs> well, after I <laughs> murder you today. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes You're no. like, that's how you could help us the most, I'm about by letting to us murder a true you. crime. Yeah. Yes. We really did get one million listens on that one. <laughs> yeah, that would be your most listened to. Hey, guys, to. tune in as we murder Ryan live. <laughs> so the door creaks shut and lock. A scream. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, uh. Yeah, so what Ryan's talking about is we kind of, we really wanted to have him back on again. And I sent out this huge list of possible topics uh, we could cover with Ryan that I knew he would be just really great to have on and talk about. And it was a pretty huge list, kind of some surface topics and then some other deep ones. And True Crime was on there. But I think, I don't know, you, you really, you always have crazy kind of crime stories or you're like, have like murdery tendencies sometimes, hmm. like serial killer tendencies. Hmm. Um, have you ever seen his handwriting, Ryan's handwriting? <laughs> the super small, very very teeny tiny. Yeah, didn't you have a, a like an, an analyst guy tell you once? Yeah, I was working for. Um, it was when I was working for Honda's when I first moved here, and um, somebody came and brought their car in, and they were, I was, I, they were describing to me the problem, and I was writing it up, and the, they were looking at my handwriting, and. Um, it was a um, lady and she said, oh, I'm a handwriting analyst or some kind of deal for NAU. I'm, I'm a professor and part that's part of what I do. And I was like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, you have interesting handwriting. And I was like, okay, what is it? What about it? What would you say? She goes, I would say this is the handwriting of either a public speaker or a serial killer. <laughs> and... What? So, yeah, I don't. I, she instantly knew that. So and then I, I, I just looked I at her like, straight face, and I was you. like, "Well, I don't do any public speaking." 
And then she kind of actually gave me like a kind of a weird look and then like walked away. Yeah. So maybe she really believed in it. I don't know. She probably did. She probably did. Give off. I mean, that's good news. You found your calling. You've yeah. got options. <laughs> I've got options. <laughs> hey, what if I could be a serial killer and then speak publicly about it. Man, he's so multi-talented. Look how cool that is. And he's here publicly speaking. And here I, I am. Let's stick with that one for today. <laughs> let's let, today. Yeah, please only yeah, please cover don't. that portion. <laughs> please just do the speaking. Yeah. We keep joking about our last episode, and this one it really is the last episode. True. This is the last one? Well, I mean, you tell us, really. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, there you go. We'll see how good it goes. Yes. Or bad. <laughs> just make sure to publish it, please. <laughs> please publish it. Yeah, so. In a plot twist, people get to hear you guys be murdered. Oh, that that'd be great. I'll leave some kind of legacy behind. Well, well sounds great for Steven. I'm gonna can I just wait and see how that <laughs> can, one goes yeah. and then we'll we'll see You're on like, the next episode. Like, can I help you? tribute. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, so we've had you on before. Yes. So if anyone's tuning in right now, go and listen to that one. It's called uh <laughs> it was so it's good called, that we forgot um, the name. Let me just pull up our episode. Yeah. Our three episodes we've published. I think it was about I like can't remember. Time, time travel. and um, was time travel. Yes. You know, going back and yeah. I think uh, going back and would you change things if you could go back and. Are you, you talking about decisions? if we can go back and not record that episode? You probably maybe. would. <laughs> yeah. I really actually did think you were asking a question for a second, but no, that's what the. The episode was yes. about was if we could kind of go back in time. Yeah, we started with a concept like movies that, that deal with that, and then it was um, it was went into more like the moral the moral side of it. Yeah, yeah. So go back and listen to that. <laughs> yeah, or if else. you having you have <laughs> or else or else. I, I always assume, Ryan's really perfecting his yeah. secondary skills now. Yes. So I have this horrible like narcissistic like concept that anytime we're recording, people have just listened to us and sequential order and they're like mm-hmm. catching up and i'm like yeah remember guys <laughs> the last episode we had ryan on i'm like no they're like who are you <laughs> new listeners <laughs> yeah. or they're just popping in for one but if you haven't heard that one go back and listen to it you can hear me and steven it is almost getting an argument yeah it's it called so close time travel and multiverse theories. i did my best yeah chase really tried to <laughs> he was poking both sides no didn't give me good content guys thanks a lot I was trying to help us out. Yeah, that real, the clickbaity, the clickbaity stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. Steven really wants the juicy, gossipy stuff, but we you didn't know, get any. Actually, it'd be kind of funny if, like, the image for the episode that I post on social media is, like, a very clickbaity, kind of on purpose, image. Oh, like, that it should be, would of, be, like, <clears throat> you know, a knife through my head. Does like he kill us? In the background. <laughs> yeah. You'll never yes, guess please. what happens at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'd be so funny. Please, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this episode is... Sponsored by <laughs> Rainbow Rain Gutters. <laughs> oh, we need to have that just we on do. the button. Yeah. We can edit it in. <clears throat> we should. Yeah. Put it in. Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell's. We'll know if he's listening to the yeah. episodes, if he's like, hey. And then he can pay us. Yeah, Mitch, you owe us. Yeah, I think that's called extortion. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> potato, tomato. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> okay, that was <laughs> cringe. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're still getting our sea legs back under us. Still getting yeah. back into the, you know, the professional feel of things of our old stuff. Because it was definitely professional. And Do you feel like they, that your guys, is, for those that didn't know, right, you guys took a little bit of break? Yes. We did. In case yeah. somebody isn't listening in order. And, um, 
How yeah. do you feel since you got back? Do you feel revitalized? Do you feel more confused about what you want to do? Less confused? I think, yes. uh, yeah, I know Both. what we want to do, I think. <clears throat> then now it's just kind of like working life back into right. some sort of way that facilitates it. Yeah. Yeah. Setting aside the time, not only just to record, but I'm assuming to plan, yeah. set up, um, arrange different things. Clearly our setup is it's lacking. Very professional. Yes. I that's like what it. I meant to say. We, like we got together, uh, you know, on our last episode and we kind of talked about great recovery back on track. Yes. We kind of talked about, uh, how we're going to move forward or hoping to move forward. What we got out of last year's episodes. And I mean, we took a five month break and you thought we would have figured it out by then. Yeah. That was enough time to plan, think about things, implement. And it really wasn't. No. We didn't do any of that. We did nothing. We like got together the day of recording and we kind of were like, well, let's just talk through it. So it was, a, it was an actual break then. Like a breakup. No, yeah. I mean like a break. Like you didn't think about it. You didn't pick it up. You just took a break. Uh, Steven did a few things, a couple things as far as the Crew social media side, yeah, social media, all that kind of stuff. Follow us at no XP rec. Yeah. On X, Twitter, 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 yeah. on X and Instagram <laughs> and Insta. They're actually there now. Insta. Yeah. But, um, no, so coming back, it's trying to get back to being able to plan out some of the stuff, do some of the research, get some of the guests scheduled. You're gracious enough to. As we scrambled and uh, wrote you like yesterday or day before, <laughs> like, hey, can you please come on our podcast? Yeah. He's I, 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 um, I always would want to come on. Um, I think it's fun and super interesting just to have conversations. I was, I can admit, I was very, um, just not. I was lacking in ideas of what to talk about and topics, and even the even the the list that you sent over was was great. But I was like, okay, how do you? You know, how do you start each one? Do you just have it? You just dive in and see what happens. Um, I was like, I don't really draw a blank that often, but I feel like I've been extra like spaced out lately. Mm. I'm kind of recovering from a being sick, and I feel like my thoughts and my brain are just not back to where they normally are. Where I've been like, oh yeah, we can talk about that, and ideas are generating. I feel like I'm generating like zero ideas. Mm. So you think it's mostly because of the cold? Like how long have it, how long has it been? <clears throat> <clears throat> it's been about a week and a half now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, I feel physically like much, much better, but I feel like mentally I just sit there and sp- like sp- space out. Yeah. And um, it's not like I space out into like different thoughts. I just literally will like space off and not think about anything and realize, you know, it's been 10, 15 minutes and I've just been staring. Yeah. That's unusual wall. for you. It is not very normal because I feel like I'm always, I'm always doing something or always preoccupying, especially like my mind. Even if it's, um, I'm not saying I'm active all the time, but always doing something mentally. Mm-hmm. And when I'm done, it's like time to go to bed. Yeah. And now I feel like it's, I have to like really push myself to even put thought or anything into. Um, what I'm doing, it seems, it seems very strange. So Mm -hmm. I hope it's a, maybe a fatigue thing. I don't don't really know the cause of it. I'm thinking it's just a fatigue thing that I'm probably more tired than I think that I am, even though I feel good and I don't feel tired. I bet you mentally it's something kind of took a toll. And so like even you sending over like 
bunch of ideas and topics or like, Hey, what do you want to talk about? I think normally I would be like, Oh, I'd be interested in this or this or that, but it's just like blank. Yeah, absolutely blank. So probably a terrible person to have on no, right, right now. It's good. We'll take advantage of the brain damage person. <laughs> yeah. We'll there just, you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for coming on. I know you're probably still in recovery mode essentially. And, and I don't mean this, in a bad way, but I could see it on your face that this yeah. sickness hits you really hard. Um, that makes sense. I feel like um, I feel like it wasn't as bad as when I try to describe it. It doesn't feel like it was that bad now that I'm kind of through it. But I, I I think it has had an effect on me that I've never had a sickness have before. Like, I feel like I've actually, like, I know this sounds weird. I, I hope I, I, it's not permanent, but I feel like I've, like, it's literally, like, changed, like, my makeup. Hmm. Like, I f- just mentally and, like, physically, I feel feel different. So I hope it's still in the recovery part of it. I mean, most people, I think I think for most people, they recover. This is normal recovery. I feel like every time I've gotten sick, which is rare, I recover really, really fast, and I don't, you know, have any ill effects even like the next day or a day later, but this is not the case. So I don't know. Maybe it's age too. Maybe I'm just getting older and um, maybe recovery would just take longer if I, if I get ill um, or it was just the severity of it. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I've had multiple people tell me the same thing that I like look different even since I've gotten sick. I don't know what it is. Well, Hey, you're on the mend. Yes. Hopefully in a week or so or a few days. You start feeling like your old self again. Yes. And hundred percent. And hopefully, you know, we'll have you back on again. Thanks for coming everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> the most listened to episode just we just, it just dropped. I'll tune in to hear Ryan's <laughs> update on being sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I update. Really <laughs> he died <laughs> the next day. He really Please had. Ryan he really wasn't as recovered as he says he was. So <laughs> he was not on the mend. He was not on the mend. Narrator. <laughs> that disconnect that he was talking about was his soul trying to leave his body. <laughs> yeah. Now I've had a couple times. I think I got sick like right when we finished the house and stuff, or I don't know what it was. It was basically like my body just kind of shut down. I could finish the house, got into the house, and for like a week, I, it was that I couldn't really think very well. Couldn't. A lot of those things that I normally would be doing, my brain was just not working and it took some time to just recover and get back to a point where things felt more normal as quick as um, clear. Yeah. So it'll be all right. It's just annoying in the meantime. It is. <clears throat> it's very annoying not to, not to fuel 100%. Yeah. Do you think there's been so much sickness around because they're like pumping like sickness into the air. <laughs> just <laughs> big vats. Just big sickness <laughs> written in Sharpie on the yeah. side. Yeah, <laughs> the That'd be like a Ren and Stimpy <laughs> yes. like scene. Like they're just like they're loading it on a plane sickness. to go disperse yes. it. Like, no, 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 no. That's the vanilla vat. You want this one over here. I clearly marked sickness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We were dispersing sickness. Spilled today. it over <laughs> the chemtrails. Yeah. America. <laughs> I don't know what to think of. Like, I really don't know what to think of. Um, if we're either the chemtrail thing, if it would be like 
I wouldn't. I'll I don't put even it know this what way. the what is the chemtrail thing. I know it's you a. Know, I know, yeah. Okay, so that is the topic of just kind of having fun today and right. talking about some conspiracy theories and just the interesting points that people have what we think about them. So, conspiracy theory about chemtrails. What in the world is that about? Well, what I've I've never really looked deeply into it, but I've worked with people who are very convinced that every time um, you see you see these planes fly over and some of them leave a a trail of what looks like steam smoke you don't know what it is it just looks like a, a cloud and um i've worked with them and, and they thought they the people that thought that this was a this was a um the government essentially spreading something in the air which for nefarious purposes obviously would be something good be like hey lies. we're going to spread this um you know, this thing that makes you healthy, it's, it was generally like, um, illnesses, sicknesses, um, whether directly viruses or just like, I've heard like pesticides that would just like weaken our immune system. So then we would catch more things. That's as far as I know about the, the chemtrail kind of conspiracy. And there was a people I worked with that took it extremely seriously. Like they would not, they would either go home and from work that day, or like put on like masks with like filters and stuff like that. Like it was pretty, it was pretty serious. Like doomsday so, prepper stuff. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> they would kind of get mad at you if you didn't do the same thing. Like you were just kind of like falling in line or being a, sh- uh, a sheep or whatever it's called. And, and I guess like the same thing, but I think about it, like the same thing was kind of talked about in the same kind of attitude is around is, is around with like the vaccines and stuff like that. And, um, again, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, but I think the same, it was the same kind of, um, mentality or thing that would be talked about. You know, some people would say, well, if you're taking the vaccine, you're injecting, you don't know what into your body, which is probably, that's the true side of it. And then there was like the, the, the extreme, which is like you're injecting something into your body that was made to, you know, is purposely made to like take you out. And so I think that's where you can, it's kind of hard to find, like, I don't want to say a balance, but hard to find the truth or, you know, you know, is it just, it just is what it is. And and the consequences of good or bad are just what they are. So. Yeah. I think there's an, it's an effective way to um, control some of the impulses and thought process around it is that if you can, link some of the opposition or some of the concerns or anything like that to something like conspiracy theory or something that is really on the extreme side. And you're like you in, in people's mindset, you link it to that same perspective. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to be like, Oh yeah, that's actually, mm-hmm. that's right. I don't want to seem crazy. Like that's too far. Mm-hmm. But then if it's linked to that, then it's like any sort of critical thought process around it is <clears throat> yes. subdued. And like, then you're like, Oh, well I don't want to be part of that. I think that's actually, that's a great point. I think that's why conspiracy theory has become this label or this this box that every single critique yeah. is thrown into. And there's probably a lot of truth and a lot of things that need to have the critique. But because they, you know, I would say they, the people maybe in opposition to it would cast the whole thing as this crazy thing, then you kind of lose out on what you could potentially learn that is truthful because they just make the whole thing seem 
absolutely crazy, which some of them are. Yeah. Um, but I think you, you kind of like you throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some things that need to be looked at and questioned and critiqued. But if it all gets thrown under the umbrella of crazy conspiracy theory, then it, you don't question anything. Yeah. Yeah. I remember back, this was right before the pandemic, QAnon. Oh, yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of the rise of, of that. And mm-hmm. I remember just kind of really delving into it. <clears throat> oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was. All right. So give a little bit of background what QAnon is. So in case somebody doesn't know. Um, well, now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and start at what it was and what it is now. I, well, QAnon was this kind of group, essentially, who a lot of, like, multiple conspiracy theories fall under QAnon, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, and it's mostly government-based. So there's this, there's this online presence and obviously physical presence of people, but who kind of had all these theories about the government and you know, about um, child sex trafficking and all these kinds of things that a lot of it was rooted in in a lot of truth at the time. I think there was a lot of evidence that or enough things to kind of not make it sound so crazy. And it kind of kept building and building. And I think there's like a branch of it now, you know, that believes in like the reptilian, like political people who are reptiles and all that kind of things. But that's because the lizard people are real, okay? The lizard people, yes. <laughs> which really is like one of the biggest that. theories out there. Why did you make quotation marks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You look offended, Jace. Why yeah, why you look so skeptical over there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I started so wasn't I, there wasn't there also part of it was that Trump was Q? Trump was Q. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So was, there's uh, this yeah, there there was a side that he of was it. like in the in in the online presence of just yeah. like putting out government secrets, oh. right? <clears throat> yeah, because like some people would claim stuff was leaks or things like that, right? And I mean, a lot of this stuff was based off of like WikiLeaks and all these other things that you know had become public public knowledge, and so they would just kind of build on it. Well, my at the time, I was um, my leader at work said, hey, you should look into these videos. I think they're super interesting. No way. Yeah. And I was like, OK, <laughs> well, I would you know, I was always like taking walks and things like that. And I would just listen to them. And they were on YouTube only at the time. Well, at first I was like, well, some of these sound a little extreme. One of the biggest one was called Pizzagate. And it was this huge conspiracy theory about uh, child traffickers within Hollywood and within the government who traffic children and how they use different terms for boys and girls and things like that. But the more I started listening to it, the more I started realizing kind of just like kind of creepy coincidences. And then, uh, YouTube kept taking down the videos. They kept banning the videos. They kept banning the account and this QAnon group would repost them and then say, watch the video before it gets taken down. And I was like, well, it's kind of weird. It's getting taken down. Like it doesn't have anything necessarily inappropriate or anything. Granted, this is when like misinformation was starting to get things were being classified as disinformation and they were starting to take things down. And then COVID happened and it kind of fueled it even more. But, and uh, yeah, I was really, really into that. And I remember talking to you, Ryan, about mm-hmm. it a little bit. And back then, you know, the Epstein stuff started coming up. That was all conspiracy, you know, word of a list, all these crazy things that have essentially been proved now. Um, including, I mean, even most recently, the Fauci statement about... The six uh, foot. Yeah. 
So you've heard about this? No, I haven't. So <clears throat> Fauci came out and said basically the whole six foot distancing thing was just arbitrary and it was made up. There was no science no behind science. it. It was just like, oh yeah, keep a six foot distance. Mm. Makes sense. So, but you were labeled crazy, right? If you didn't believe that, if you didn't kind of, oh yeah, like, absolutely subscribe yeah, to subscribe all those to everything. Yeah. Uh, QAnon had also put out that there was emails about the lab, the Wuhan lab having leaks and things like this. That was like crazy to even mm-hmm. think about until yeah, the emails were, ban- were leaked, you were, you right? on a lot of social media yeah. for even mentioning that. Until the emails were leaked and Fauci had had correspondence and that he had also questioned it himself. You know, all these things you were labeled as like crazy or conspiracy that have been proven true or are still being proven true. And um, granted, I think just like any theory or, or rumor or ideology can, can go really extreme yeah, now, you know, some people are labeled crazy because, you know, you say there's reptiles and holding government office. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I don't know, I th- maybe there is. I'm just kidding. I think that, I think the, the tactic is to demonize the messenger. So then you don't have to listen to the message. Hmm. So if you can make the, if you can make the person who's saying the, the information or giving the information, if you can make them, um, I don't know, for lack of a better term, evil, they're the bad guy. They're the distrustful one. They're the, um, they're the bigot. They're the racist. They're the, all these things, the crazy, then you don't have to listen to what they're saying. Um, no matter, no matter the amount of truth that what they're saying might have. So if you just demonize the messenger, you don't have to listen to the message. Um, and I think that's done. Obviously, you you get into the realm of politics, but I feel like um, <clears throat> that's done on both sides. And and you know, a lot of people just listen to um, information that already confirms what they want to believe. Yeah, confirmation and, bias. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, you have the news source for this side here and the news source for the other side, and they don't listen to the other one because they're just a bunch of liars. But then all of a sudden, if the if the news is saying what you want them to say, they're not liars anymore. They're the most truthful people. And I feel like the, I feel like people just do themselves a disservice by not not saying you have to listen to the other side. Um, but I think I think it starts with having the the thought that maybe. Um, you are on, you are listening to information that also may not be true. Yeah. And maybe just taking that same critique that we have. Um, because some, you know, some, some people shut down a conspiracy theory and they say, oh, that's crazy or that could never happen. But then they're perfectly willing to believe a whole separate conspiracy theory if it follows their built in belief or ideology. Yeah. You know, you could, you could say, oh, there's absolutely proof that votes were, you know, harvested and fake votes were turned in, right? Which is called a conspiracy theory. But then, you know, if there's something to do with, you know. Or if it's the other party. Right, exactly. It, then it's believable. Then all of a sudden, exactly, sides, right? exactly. That's the yeah, whole Trump point. Is like, yep. yeah. When you get in that politics side, it just becomes so polarizing that people really don't. I, I really don't think people care too much for what the actual truth is. 
And I think that they, people would rather hear what they want to hear and what they already believe rather than to have what they believe challenged. Yeah. Well, and I I think that's really dangerous. Right. And I think, I mean, it's true. Even when I was listening to these QAnon videos early on and they were talking about how there was, you know, these huge trafficking rings and a lot of people in political office are secretly in this or holding, you know, part of it. I could, I was like, that's for sure in the realm of possibility. And then a year later, the Epstein thing Mm -hmm. blows up, right? Mm -hmm. He kills himself in prison. Does he? (laughs) Yeah, that's another huge uh, conspiracy. And I was like, oh, like just a year ago, I was listening to this conspiracy theory video about how people in power are, are trafficking under, you know, minors. And, and now it's true. Now it's been proven true. Maybe, maybe not in the exact way they thought or believed or might not be as extreme. All the details but it's might like, not be exact, yeah, right? But, but there's it's truth like, in there. That was just proved true. Yep. So like the realms of possibility of, of any of these being true are like, all right, well, it's very possible. Except for the reptile one. I know yeah. that one. <laughs> but it's almost like that. Like it's treated like, you know, if, if somebody would say like, oh, Stephen, I saw you, um, you know, rob, rob a bank on Tuesday. And you're like, okay, this is misinformation. This is conspiracy theory. This is lies. Here's exactly what I was doing on Tuesday. See, this person is evil. This person is malicious. Don't li- don't listen to them. In fact, you should block everything. They they do all access to media. Right. The truth is that you actually robbed on Monday, but you could actually stand in front of everybody and say, "See how crazy you are for saying that I robbed that bank on Tuesday. You should be, you know, yeah, basically, canceled. yeah, canceled." And there's like silenced. Really, it's what it is, it, and it's all because you you could find a piece of information that may not be right, and it's enough to say that's a conspiracy theory. Don't listen to any of it when there's there may still be truth to it. And it you tend to focus on the part the person got wrong instead of maybe what they got right. Yeah, and I think it's a defensive. It's interesting because <clears throat> it kind of all goes back to our original episode of story and all that. It does depend on who's telling it, who's framing it, how it's framed, and really just battling for, yes, this <clears throat> this public perception, which they say perception is reality, right? If mm-hmm. you perceive it to be a way, then that's mm-hmm. the way the reality is mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. <clears throat> Even though it doesn't change something. Let's say someone did do something terrible, robbed a bank on Monday, but then you're like, hey, I was here on Tuesday, so clearly that is a lie totally entirely. And the perception is that that person never did anything, even though they did. Right. For all intents and purposes, they did. They they didn't do anything wrong. And right. they lived their life continued on in the same way. Yep. Um, and it was even interesting because I was trying to figure out, you know, I don't know a ton about QAnon or um, that, I don't know the basics, but I started like looking just Googled it real quick. And as I was going through, even myself, I was like, okay, well, I was trying to find some sort of unbiased mm-hmm. view of it. And I was like, well, I can't read that. I can't read that. Mm-hmm. I can't read that because there's, it's not going to give me a full picture, which is exactly what is meant to do. It's not meant to, you know, give someone a full picture. It's supposed to disprove. It's supposed to put it in your mind that, oh, hey, this is an untrustworthy yes. source or this There's or that. There's always it, a slant on it. Exactly. And it, it, it very well may be that in some ways they are, um, or it is a, an untrustworthy source, but all that should mean is that 
the claims should be investigated and then each individually taken in isolation and said, okay, no, this one's not true. This one is, this one's not. But people don't do that. People, the same thing that it turned into this big conspiracy theory and this big following of that, oh, it's all true. This is everything is true, regardless of how strange or crazy it sounded all the way up to lizard people. They're real, by the way. (laughs) You... Are you a lizard? (laughs) I had to know somehow. (laughs) Um, But... So, but in the same way that uh, there were some valid things that came out and, um, but when you're able to, like you're saying, wrap it all up under just like, oh, you can't trust this thing now entirely. So you might as well not look at these things. Exactly. And what's really interesting is that the, the same way that I was looking, because it's like official news sources, right? New York Times, Wall Street Journal, AP, all these ones are like, okay, I just know that I'm not going to get a, an unbiased perspective. That same action that drives a huge portion of their audience to believe them more and buy into what they say and trust because it goes completely against what their perspective is. And they're like, okay, yeah, they're being honest. Also does the opposite to the people who do have skepticism, which then drives this bigger division instead of saying, okay, I know that these news sources will sometimes be honest. You're just like, no, you're not even taking things seriously. You're only viewing it this way. So it drives this division completely. And it was an interesting, it has, it was already a divided, a much more divided time. And, um, like 2016 definitely changed things. Um, as far as a division, as far as how the country kind of split, I think it was just a continuation, but then continued forward. And then the pandemic hit and all these other things were continually proven. Right. And even though all these major sources were like, Oh yeah, no, that's not the case. Just immediately taking this stuff. And so it continued to, divide further and cause this more solidified division where there's less room for having actual conversation about it. And instead it's like, Oh no, you're just here. So you don't even know what you're talking about. And the other person's like, Oh no, you're just coming from here. So you don't know what you're talking right, about. Right. And demonizing uh, the other person. Exactly. Yeah. Instantly without ever hearing anything. Exactly. And you can't have an <clears throat> honest, objective conversation, which most of the time is worth having to say, okay, these people are coming from here. So you take some of that information, verify it, understand that it comes with a slant, take some from over on this side, and they come with their own slant. And somewhere in the middle, most of the time, it, there's objective truth, right? It may be over on one side a little bit more, maybe over on the other side a little bit more, but you can kind of work and figure that out. Hmm. I wonder if, um, just hearing you say that makes me realize that this is not a, it's not a political problem. Yeah. It just shows itself in politics because mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we concern ourselves about in our lives in, in at least in a relatively free country. Yeah. But I feel like that the, the division between people um, goes above and beyond just politics. Yeah. Like we don't just disagree politically. Yeah. And I feel like there's like a influence or there's just a heavy influence of division over just people in general, because the same thing happens in, um, the same thing happens in like churches who, you know, I I hate to say supposedly, but (laughs) supposedly believe the same thing, whatever their religion might be. Um, They can't agree upon it and almost always now rather than listen to what somebody else thinks 
it's just to instantly demonize that person and try to frame them as wrong or misled. And certainly there are wrong people Mm -hmm. and there are beliefs just like there are conspiracy theories that are wrong. Yeah. But what I think still truth is some truth is being thrown out when you just take instantly take the person and okay, do you believe what I believe? And we, we could say that politically, right? Well, do you believe, you know, and, and people do that. They give, they give each other a test. Well, what do you believe about this election? Well, what do you believe about this vaccine? Well, what do you believe about this? And they instantly evaluate somebody based upon a few questions. Yep. And then we do that same thing. I think people do that same thing in their belief system, even when it comes to like religion is they, well, here's what I believe about my, my, my religious system do you believe this? Do you believe? And there all of a sudden there's like this like questionnaire, maybe just mentally given out. And the moment that somebody doesn't quite, you know, check every box, I feel like they are cast out. Yeah. Well, it gives you, it kind of gives you this thing of what you were looking for. Almost like a permission to. Yes. Permission to, 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 to do dismiss, that. To dismiss. Yeah. To like, yeah. kind of like dismiss them, place dismiss them in. Yeah. Something else. You put them in a box and yeah. then you don't have to deal with them. If they're over here in this box and you can put whatever you want, you could put politically, you could put that box as like leftist or right wing. Um, you could put that box as a Trumper. Or you could put that box, you know, you could do whatever you want, but if you put them in that box, then you don't have to deal with them. Yeah. You don't have to listen to anything they say because you, you're telling yourself you already know what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, and you that, no longer have to look at their arguments objectively. You no longer yes, to assess exactly. anything they say as anything as other than it, something. It could have any shred of truth. It goes yeah. back to that, you know, you robbed a bank on a Tuesday. Nothing they said must be true because one little thing is off. And I, and yeah. I think we do that as humanity. I think this, that's, that's really the problem. I think we see it manifest in politics. We see it there because that dominates, you know, media and it dominates a lot of decision-making and legislation and things like that, but that's just an one obvious one. I think, I think it's um, workplaces definitely aren't like they used to be. Workplaces are very, very divided. Um, And then um, you even go to families, families that don't necessarily see things the same way they can be divided and it becomes almost a, um, like you're walking through a minefield just to, to just to be around family and have a conversation with them. And it's not, it's not because of the politics. It's because I think as people we're we're allowing ourselves to be divided. Yeah. Well, and I think it's unfortunate that when people engage in those types of conversations, they're always looking for something to disagree on. Yes. As opposed mm-hmm. to something yes. to you know, with That's a good for something to agree on. Only it's focusing on on what they don't yeah. agree on. Right. Yeah. It's like default, right? Yeah. They're going to engage a conversation to automatically try to find what they're going to disagree on as opposed to, hey, we at least agree on these things. It's going to be, well, what do we disagree on? And the thing is, I don't think, I mean, maybe you could, maybe I'm being too extreme, but I don't think there's two human beings that probably would ever agree 100% on everything. And I don't think, I think that's always been the case. I, don't agree I just with think that, that no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that was good. Point made. Point made. Point made. Um, and it's, I think it's always been that way. I just think that we have found our way past it uh, uh, where we don't agree and c- concentrate on things we do agree with to get along as um, 
family, brothers, sisters, spouses, friends, community. Um, certainly, the more you grow the group of people, the more disagreements are going to be there. And so it takes more effort and it takes more concentration on what you do agree with to become a community. And then, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't even think, yeah, I think if you took two people, even if they were married or if they were just like the best of friends, um, if you if you just start to dig down far enough, I think you find multiple subjects where they probably stand on the opposite sides of one another. So how can they be friends or how can they be spouses or how can they be all these things? It's because they found a way to, to, to that those things don't matter as much. I think it's one of the, it's such a powerful thing that has happened and it's become this broader thing. Like we're talking about, we've been able to say, oh, so let's say right wing, left wing. And you're going to say the right wing conspiracy theorists, oh, they're just conspiracy theorists, right? So if you're in this pocket, you can be mm-hmm. like, oh, they're all the way over here with like flat earthers or there's, mm-hmm. you know, lizard men or whatever. And then <clears throat> over here, you're like, oh, well, you were wrong about so much on this loving and all you're doing is following and you're just believing blindly. Mm-hmm. And so you're just sheep. Yep. Right. And you then on any topic, when you can align them with that one thing, then automatically, like you said, it gives you permission to place them there. But it also then is just like, that's why it's such a powerful thing for both sides is then you can completely control and dismiss anything that they have to say and dismiss them. And you then don't have to you're like, Oh, well obviously they're wrong and I can't relate to that because if you relate to that, then you're going to become a part of that. Right. You'll be tainted by it. You can be mm-hmm. separated. And it is kind of a default. And I don't know if it's <clears throat> all throughout history or something more. So I had a conversation and it wasn't even like a serious conversation, but it was about, whether we landed on the moon and it was with my mother-in-law and it was just, it was a bad response on my part immediately because she was like, Oh, it didn't happen and brought up like these things. And I just like rolled my eyes and was like, okay, well here, let's take a look and just to show it wrong. But instead of saying, okay, here's hmm. what your point is that you're thinking about. And this is something that you're bringing up and you have a question or you have this thing. You're like, that doesn't make sense to me. And instead of me just dismissing it, what I could have done was like, okay, hold on, let's take a look at these objectively and say, and what my initial response, which was to roll my eyes and be dismissive, caused her to do was to entrench and just be like, no, this. So then I pulled up. Yeah, exactly. And I just pulled up this thing. I was like, okay, look, here's how they did this. And she was like, no, I don't believe it. And maybe if I would have said, okay, that, that does sound pretty weird at that point in time. And it was about film and like how, how are they supposed to take pictures or video in there when, the current technology of film couldn't withstand the um, environment of mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. I mean, and it does make sense, right? In like 1960s. Who, it makes you question. Exactly. For sure. It's yeah. like, okay, yes. At that point, nobody had been to space. Why would they have film that did that? But then if you take it to the spec, like, okay, they knew they were going to space. So they're going to work and try and build things that would work in space and do that. And I could have had that approach, but right. it, uh, instead, okay, that does make sense at the time. Sure, maybe before that there wasn't those things, but again, they knew they were going to mm-hmm. space, so they'd clearly try and put a lot of time and effort for to make the most out of it for research and to do that stuff and develop specific technologies that they could use to make the most of it and, <clears throat> and say, all right, would you want to look at this? But instead, I did that. She just completely rejected any sort of reasonable argument, and so it's was like, how am I supposed to actually have a conversation 
when, and again, it wasn't a serious thing. It was just a representation of what we're talking about of, yeah. okay, here. And so it was, yeah, it was an interesting interaction and just funny. You know, the moon landing is one of those things where I do genuinely feel like it is in the realms of possibility that it didn't happen. I know that there's probably a lot of proof and scientific evidence and, and reasonings of why they would want to go to the moon, right? They wanted to be the first ones. It was maybe a power thing. It was about showing that our country could do it. Whatever it might have been, I still I still do feel like it's very much in the realm of possibility that it didn't happen. At one question I have is like, okay, so there was like the first steps on the moon. Who mm-hmm. set up the camera? Mm-hmm. Like who filmed that? Is it, was it on, like, is the ship curved around enough to, like, capture him coming down? Or did they, like, run out there, set up a camera like influencers do today? Talking about the famous photo of him jumping. I don't actually, yeah, I could be wrong on Like, this. coming down the steps and they're, yeah. like, first I steps. I actually don't think those are the first steps. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think they, were, they, the are been, they have been <clears throat> portrayed as the first steps, but I think the first steps that he took were not recorded. Yeah. And so... I think that's supposed to be a depiction of it because, yeah, the obvious question is, yeah, well, so who's it's a reenactment. This? Almost like a, because they, they, I think they went up and down there multiple were, times. There were purposes and points for going, which were not limited to, hey, scientific research, but also to show dominance over Russian technology, yeah. to do this stuff, to be the first in this whole political, geopolitical environment. And so to be able to show that and show, and for all intents and purposes, propaganda. Right, yeah. that hey, look yeah. what we did, and have this full experience for people to be involved in, and right, have people included because it was it was this huge um, coalescing uh, and, and bringing together of the U.S. to be like, yes, we made it to space, we did those things. Did the flag stay up there? Yeah. So if you like zoom in with like one of those huge telescopes, can you like spot it? They're not uh, powerful enough to see in that great of detail I don't know. right have now. Have you seen the new Samsung? <laughs> <laughs> That's the selling point. But they did. You could see the flag on the moon. That would be a great selling know. point. I'm like, iPhone we don't have the technology maybe. to zoom in on the moon and see the flag. Yeah. After yeah. like 50 years, we went to the moon, but we can't look at so, the flag. From so, Earth. so like, do you believe like this is not, again not to label you, put you in your box. I'm I'm just genuinely I'm curious. Conspiracy theorist with the no, moon. no. Do you believe like? Hey, um, Ryan, I need a new co-host. Yeah. I feel about joining. Yeah, <laughs> between lizard people and moon landings. Yeah. What um, do you believe that we actually went like percentage wise? If you had to say like X percent believes that we did and a certain percentage believes that we don't. I would say I'm 50, 50. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. you're like right, right in the middle. The only reason is because of QAnon, man. It got to me. QAnon got you. <laughs> because I'm like, well, all those other things that they had brought up, you know, particularly for the QAnon stuff, I was like, well, I mean, yeah, it's possible, you know, until they were proven true. Granted, this isn't necessarily been proven true. And it's on the flip side, probably more evidence that we did. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, how do I not know that in like 10 years they're going to release, leak some document that's like, yeah, we staged the moon landing. And I'm like, that's very possible to me, considering the track record of of our government, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, that they could have staged it just to be able to, get it out quicker. Like, Oh, we did it. We did it first. It was a power move. Yeah. You know, we did it before Russia, whatever. Like it's possible. And I just wouldn't put it past our government to have done something like that. But I also wouldn't put it past them to put all resource to it. Right. Just to be able to actually go up there. I know I've probably gone down on your list, like 20 notches. Like you see the disappointment. I can see it in your (laughs) face. You're like, man, I used to like this guy. Uh, I just think it's very 
Yeah, very possible. But hmm. no, because the, to the me point it's not is that it has to, enough, right? To like, yeah. Like, well, it has to. It also has to stem from some sort of point that logically makes sense to, especially in something like this, a large amount of people. And like, why, you know, why haven't we been back or those things? And there are reasonable arguments of why that's the case too. Um, they're like, there's no reason to go back. We did it. There's no reason to go. But I'm like, well, kind of. We because, do stuff to do it just because all the time. Well, that's true, true. But that was. It's a massive risk. It would be a massive risk with little return when they got, you know, let's say hypothetically they did this. Okay. They did it. And they got samples of moon rocks. They got those things. What are they going to do at that point? And especially because the cost to go back then was so massive relative to. Probably still paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Like SpaceX has figured out ways to make things cheaper and to do that. But NASA, and I mean, this is where we'll agree government is not good at being efficient. They just dump money into things and think that that's the answer to it. And, um, so for them, I forget it was like, it was like, it cost like a billion dollars or something to launch every rocket or something like that. Just one, you know, anything to do it and even more. And it was not reusable. Then there was nothing to take from you. Then you had to start from scratch and go again. Um, I think SpaceX is like, they've got it down to like 10 million per launch is like what it cost them Mm. relative to what NASA did it for. And, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, why don't they just build like a pulley system, like a huge <laughs> cable that connects from earth to the moon, the space elevator. Yeah. And it just like it trolleys moves. us over there. Like, like a, <laughs> it's not in the same spot. Like a gondola ride. It just pulls you. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh it's, there's not, gondola? there's not two fixed points. Gondola to the moon. Gond- yeah. So what if you, yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Flat Earth. <laughs> just flat Earth. Okay, here's the here's like the whole like. Okay, so what we what we were just doing is we could talk about the Earth being square. Square. We could just about four corners, but I know. So I think at. I think what we're missing in like society in general is um, a deeper and extended version of what we just did, which is dialogue. Yeah, and I think. Um, I think I, I don't know. I, I knew the meaning. I don't want to like misquote it, but I think it's dialogos. I think it's supposed to be through word, through speaking. Mm-hmm. And Did it's, you say it's, dialogos? I'm pretty sure. Is that just dialogue? I think that's where dialogue comes from. And I think it comes from the genuine belief that about the logos, about that, that someone else besides you in all of your wisdom and all of your knowledge, someone else is has that same spark in them, has the same ability to be right. Um, I think to engage in dialogue is to to believe that fully. And I think that's what we're missing is we don't, we don't really like political sides, uh, religious sides, um, even down, like I said, to community and family that disagree on things, rarely engage in productive dialogue, I would say. It's not really true dialogue. Like we'll have arguments, but that's not the same. It's just shouting out your point while the other person shouts out their point. There's no receiving information from the other side. Um, It's just let me get out what I have to say as as loud and as many times as I can. Yeah. Um, There's not productive dialogue, which means you're. It's the, the problem goes deeper. Is that you? We really, when we do that, we're actually saying that we are. Um, we are the true like bearers of truth, like individually, which I think is very 
extremely dangerous to say that you as a human being, you hold the truth. And so what you say is true and anything opposed to that is not true. It essentially is like you've made yourself God. Rather have you been than talking re- to my wife? Huh? I said, have you been talking no. to my wife? <laughs> Are you a no. bearer of truth, Chase? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Like, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not guilty of doing this as well. So I'm not like this like beacon of truth. example. Yeah, that you should. It's, I realize that I do this, that, that um, even if we do it subconsciously, that we don't. Like that, to me, that word dialogue is like that you are, you are placing in the other person who you disagree with the same value that you give yourself. Yeah. And so it would be like you having the argument with yourself and trying to convince yourself. I think if we had an argument with ourselves, we would be a lot more understanding. We would be a lot more listening. We wouldn't easily categorize, but because it's somebody else, it's easy again, just to demonize them mm-hmm. Or just say, hey, your opinion doesn't matter. Or, oh, well, you believe this crazy thing. Or, you know, your hair is dyed a different color. Whatever it might be. That, you know, I'm really, I really mean that. I don't need to listen to what you're saying. And you actually take away um, from them the, that divine part that really every person is made in the image and likeness of God. So every person has the ability to wield the truth the same as you do. Now, whether they do or not, obviously, I'm not saying every person's right because, but I think if we just, I think that's why dialogue is so important because you can, and and one thing that's really dangerous is, is um, even though it's a great tool, is media because media allows you to have a one-way dialogue. Mm-hmm. It allow, It's not a dialogue. It allows you one-way communication. It allows you to broadcast without receiving. That's good, yeah. And I think that's to the point of basically also, so we live in a world where media drives everything. It does. And then to your point, that's also then how we communicate going back to the original is like, we're just broadcasting and not receiving. Even if something is coming back, it won't matter. It's like you yelling at your TV is not going to change the broadcast at all. And we do the same thing. We do it. We broadcast and then Steven comes with flat earth and, and I just shut off. Right. (laughs) Right. Or, you know, you see somebody with a, with a, with a MAGA hat on, or you see somebody with a, uh, Black Lives Matter, and you do you you both sides instantly will not receive anything from that person, um, but they would be just fine broadcasting to them to tell them how wrong they are, how yeah. bad they are, how foolish they are, all the different words that we use, but would never receive anything from them. And neither I'm not advocating the extreme, which is that you listen to everything, because then you don't have any direction. You know, it's it's not. You don't, you don't take in, you don't eat everything because you can, you don't eat poison. You don't eat things that are not edible, but you also, you know, that's the extreme one side. And then the other side is only eating things that you find, you know, it's only eating McDonald's. It's only eating the things you find delicious and, and uh, yeah, that you find, which I don't don't know why I use McDonald's when I said delicious because you just described a diet. Right. But you you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You do that. Like we physically think about that, but we do that like with information, we only receive that thing we want to, it's like, yeah, but it's also good for you to receive things that uh, don't, don't sound good. Don't taste good. Like a vegetable. It's good for you to receive information that you may not necessarily agree with, but it actually makes you healthier and it makes you even just the act of receiving it is I think what makes you whole. The fact that you will take it from somebody else because then again, now you're having a dialogue. You're, you are 
you are giving that person as much um, d- divine spark as you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's a good way of like, you can take, you can have conversation and, and intake whatever someone has given you. And then, I mean, you're using the body as an example. Right. Like we can't look at, you know, a vegetable and be like, I'm only going to allow my body to, you know, take what's good or this or that. Like our body naturally does that. Right. And that's probably something we have to learn to do with conversation is like, all right, I'm going to listen to you and then I'm going to process and then I'm going to digest and take what I can from it. And then the rest, <laughs> my body is going to discard. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like without just shutting down. Yeah. Completely. And I do believe, like, I really do believe this. I think that if like you could see, like, like think of a political figure that you don't like, and, and I could just phrase it that way, that way, no matter who's listening to your podcast, <laughs> They have somebody that maybe they dislike. Yeah. Okay. Take that person. And if you had an opportunity to yell and shout at them, your side of it, you, most people probably would. Right. But now like sit down in a room with that person as a human being. And there's no cameras. There's no, there's nobody. There's just you two people. And I would, I would err on the side of, I'm going to say I would bet. I, I would bet that most of us would come out with a different view of that of that person if we did that. I do not think we, we would demonize them as much as we, even if the person is bad. Even like, again, think of your worst, the worst person. I think if you actually sat down and had a human to human talk, I'm not saying you would both come out of the room and you would agree on everything, but I think you would have a different viewpoint of that person because you would actually get to know the humanity of that person and realize that it may be as wrong as they are, you could maybe come to see why they believe what they believe and what they're actually trying to get. And I do realize that there are people who are just evil, right? But I don't even know about that. I don't know if there's actual evil people. I think there are people that ha- are, are instruments of evil and maybe have lost their humanity and maybe have lost that or it's buried or whatever it might be by trauma and different things like that. But I still think that, so I don't think that humans necessarily are evil. I think we are, are, vehicles to perform evil things if that makes sense but but i do think it would be i don't know i I think it would it would uh, it would change a lot but we're i don't know if we're so far past this in our like culture in our society i don't see us going back to that um which i think would be the only thing that would really start to repair um just society in general is that is that dialogue between people and realize there's a human being. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I think that was kind of what, you know, even a little bit of the conversation of continuing this podcast was like, because people don't know us and we joke, I joke. I can joke a little bit heavy sometimes. Um, people don't know me, right? I can easily offend. And I, and I get that not everyone might agree with what I say, no matter what someone always going to be offended by something, but it's true. I feel like if I had certain audience members that I might disagree with in person, I wouldn't be talking to them the way I heavily joke without having a physical presence in this room with us other Mm -hmm. than just us two or us three. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I had a very diverse audience standing in here with me, I wouldn't be talking that way. Right. uh, Or joking that heavily with them. Right. Because I would probably filter myself a bit more. Or I'd be a little bit more cautious on just coming across uh, 
in a way that I can actually have like a healthy conversation with someone as opposed to, oh, it doesn't matter. I can say what I want because I don't mean it. I'm just joking or, you know, I can talk heavy or whatever you want to say. But uh, yeah, it's true. I think if people can just recognize like we're all just humans who are, I mean, we're all different. Like we all have something, a different belief system, something we're going to disagree on. Yeah, I would. I kind of like that you painted that picture of like, if I was sitting with someone just one-to-one in a room and having an actual conversation, we might still disagree on everything, but yeah. I would probably speak to them. Yeah. That's not everyone though. You right? sp- like, I think you would speak to them different. I think we all would I, at least um, a reasonable. And if you didn't, you would have to then question, are you maybe the evil person? That's you know, which none of us Chris. are ever, ever. I don't think as I think naturally we don't want everyone to face the question of, are we on the wrong side? Every, it's only, I only believe am I on the right side and here's all the reasons why I'm on the right side. And I don't think none of us say we're, we don't say we're perfect. And we, I, I almost think it's kind of like, oh, well, no one's perfect is kind of a trope that we drag out for ourselves, right? Because we recognize that we have mistakes and we have errors and we go, oh, well, I'm not perfect. But we wouldn't think that about somebody we disagree with. Well, they're not perfect. No, they instantly must be evil, bad, malicious, um, terrible, all these things, but we don't really give, we don't give them the same grace we give ourselves. And I, I think that's, I think that's like a, I think that's a big test too. I heard this thing, not to dominate this or take over, but I heard this, I heard this thing. It was like a really, really, I never heard a um, interviewer. I won't bring up the interviewer, the person he was interviewing, but, um, he told, he asked him, he said, okay, before we're done with this interview, this, for this next few minutes, I want you to, and this was a political commentator he was talking to, I want you to steel man the argument that you are of your opponent. And I can, I can explain that what it means if you don't know. Okay, so what he was telling him to do was, I want you to make the best argument possible if you believed what your opponent believes. Okay, so like selling what you just so that's with. yeah, it's called steel manning it. So straw man <coughs> would be, oh well, Chase believes in lizards. He believes in you know he believes all this stuff. and start to make up all the stuff to tear you to really build up this thing yeah. that Chase doesn't believe in. Straw manning would be the the exact example of. Uh, he robbed a bank on Tuesday. And it's like, I was here on Tuesday. So clearly the whole thing, yes. that's the straw man. You're taking the weakest point of the argument and blowing that up as if it comes as, to the as entire As though it argument. is the argument. Yeah. And maybe the person's like, yeah, that's not my argument. <clears throat> so steel manning would be, I'm going to, I'm going to um, represent this idea. So like, if you just picked an idea that maybe we don't agree on, let's just pick it. Let's just pick. Um, well, even if you took the robbery and you're like, okay, on my, on the, as for the robbery, did I do the robbery? And you're going to make a case against whether the strongest case of whether you did something and the argument is, okay, I did not do the robbery at all because I have no resources. I have nothing here. This person was with me through this time. You can check the security footage. And it's just continuing that example of like addressing the strongest point of the argument, which is yes. that you either robbed a bank, not that you did it on Monday or Tuesday. Right. It's kind of gaslighty. Well, yeah, it is as it, part of it. It'd be like yeah. let's let's take a again a topic that we we don't need to dig into the topic, but let's say we like um, most of the country is split on um, like the vaccine, right? Yeah. Okay, so to steel man the argument, you it, let's say you didn't believe in taking the vaccine, you would make the best possible argument of why you should take it. 
And the reason why he did it was in this interview. And the reason why I thought it was valuable is because if, if you're going to do that and you're going to do it genuinely and truthfully, it actually forces you to think about what is good and what is true about the argument that the opponent is making, even if not all of it is true, right? Even if it comes down to you don't believe you should, or you don't believe it's healthy or whatever it might be, you are going to extract out value and truth out of what they're saying because you're now looking at it from a different perspective. And that's what it forces. And and I feel like if we did that, like um, not to go too deep into this conversation, but um, we were talking about, about, um, we're good. Yeah. We were talking about this on the, on the, on the, religious side and how there was a group of men who don't agree with each other on doctrine and different things. Right. And my suggestion was rather than them sit in a room and argue their doctrine and pull out the Bible and everybody's pulling out the same Bible and they're all arguing from the same source, but yet everybody has a different point of view of it. I said, why don't you suggest to them that they have to steal man, the other person's doctrine. And they have to go and take this person's belief that's different from theirs and they have to make the best possible argument of why it's true, not for their own, but for somebody else's. Hmm. And we haven't done that yet. Like we haven't, it's, it was an idea and it hasn't actually like come to pass yet, but I, I really do believe that it's not necessarily that they're right. You don't need to be wishy washy on your beliefs. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting more us being open to the fact that we are most likely wrong somewhere. It, that's a fact. Like we are, mo- we are wrong somewhere in our thinking. And it might not be the belief, right? Right. But it could it be your be attitude. That. Could be your attitude. Could about be your approach. It. Yes. It could be your spirit. Yes. It could be absolutely your, right. all those things. Right. You may not be wrong on the vaccine. You may not be wrong on what you believe about abortion. You may not be wrong, but but how, maybe the way you go about it isn't right. Maybe there is a small part of it that you don't have all the information and you're again, because it's coming from a source that you've already put into a box that they're a crazy person. You don't accept it. Yeah. All I think is just, it's an exercise in dialogue. It's an exercise. in. I think for a really simple analogy, it is an exercise in walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. Empathy. Empathy. And I know that was like another topic we were possibly going to talk about today, but yeah, you talking about all of that is it comes down to it. It's empathy. And I think grace derives from empathy in a way. Like I think if you can empathize with someone, it's so much easier to easier to uh, have grace for somebody. Right. Even if it's someone you completely don't see any agree with at all. If you can just find like this small degree of empathy mm-hmm. for them and just realize how human they are, how whatever they've been through might have shaped their opinion yes. or the way they are. Experience, trauma, yeah. upbringing. I think grace is, to me, I've seen, it always comes from a point of like seeing what really matters. Mm-hmm. It's like you can have a disagreement on doctrine or you can have this disagreement wherever, but if, and you can, you can debate those and talk about them, but if you're basing your entire judgment off of that person, off of that thing, is that the sole thing that matters to make them a person or a brother, a Christian, a good person, anything else? And we've tricked ourselves into thinking like, again, 
going back to the point of like, hey, if they're in this one little thing, they disagree with me, then they am, they are a bad person as a yes, whole. In whole. Instead of recognizing, and not that understanding is important, I agree. It's just that it's seeing, is that actually what matters? Is that individual belief and that individual doctrine what truly matters? And in the case of religion or belief, is meeting that doctrine really matters? Is it just like, oh, hey, well, I think that the Bible meant this thing this way, or is it then going back to the reverend point, hey, you can talk about that, but that doesn't affect how I see you as a brother or a Christian mm-hmm. because what really matters is that you believe Christ died on the cross for all of our sins and he died for your sins. You accept him, all of the, right. the, the actual true things of that, you know, and what we believe is that across doctrines, across beliefs, there will be people from all doctrines that it's only because you believe Jesus died for your sins and you truly trust and like you've given your life to him. Mm-hmm. Not that you have this specific revelation on this doctrine or this doctrine that you know what this means in the Bible or what this means. Right. And we get caught up in all of those things rather than keeping the core focus of what is truth. And and you can take it outside of like, okay, we're all American. We're all supposed to be on the same side in the fact of like what we believe in our value systems and those things, what we want the country to be, even though we aren't, it's not saying you right. have to then right. believe that everyone does that, but that's the point that you start from and figure out the, the objective reality of how a person is. Yes. So. Yeah. And, and I think whether you ever come to an agreement or not is not the point. Exactly. The point is that you are willing. Here's the, here's the thing. Like um, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm definitely saying I'm not good at this or even, I don't even know if I'm capable of doing it, but I know it's the truth is I don't think you can ever be actually right until you have the attitude that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of the hardest things for me, just personality, just the way that I am is, um, is, is not to think I'm wrong. And I don't mean wrong in a, I don't want it to be like generic. Like I hate the, I hate when the, man, that's a strong word, but like, I don't like when, when myself or someone else says, well, I'm not perfect as though that's an admission of wrong. Like to me, it's a, it's a cop out. Yeah. None of us are perfect. I'm talking about if you really do believe you're wrong, what are you wrong in specifically? Mm. Like you were saying, Stephen, maybe it's not necessarily your doctrine. Maybe it's your attitude, right? Maybe it's the way you portrayed it. Maybe it's the way you treated somebody who didn't agree with the doctrine. Maybe your doctrine just so right on. Maybe your politics are so right on but it's the way that you treated the person who disagreed with them where you're wrong. Being able to identify that's where you're wrong instead of somebody saying, well, no one's perfect. I mean, I'm not perfect. It's like, that's too, it's too like, um, like low, like like low resolution. It's not, you're not really analyzing where you're wrong. You're Mm -hmm. just making a generic statement of like, well, nobody's right. Like nobody's perfect. Nobody. It's like, you don't really think that you do think you're right when you say that. When you can identify where you're wrong, it means because you're looking for where you're wrong. You're trying to find the flaw in your own argument, in your own truth, if I could put it that way, um, because your ultimate care is for the truth. Do you think that's because it's it should be outcome-driven rather than you know just being right? <clears throat> like if your goal is just to be right... But again, you don't care how it is. So I can go to my wife and we had this the other day of like, I was busy. Um, I was busy. I was work. I had a few minutes to go over something that we needed to have done. And 
she, she was like, yeah, I can do that. And then I came to her and I was like, okay, tell me what happened. And she had made this phone call to figure something out. And she's like, oh, I thought you knew this thing. And I, I couldn't do that. And so I was like, okay, that doesn't really help us here. Let me tell you what you need to do. This is the case. And was trying to make sure that she'd be able to do it without me. And even though I was completely right in my assessment, my instructions and all that, I put her off and she, she stepped back because I was intense, because I was busy, because I was not just, I was just like not being upset, but I was just my normal thing when I'm trying to get things done yeah. and just like, here, you yep. need to do this, 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 here's this, this, do you have do that? It. Yes. Here's what you're missing. Here's this thing. Mm -hmm. Here's this thing. And my approach was wrong. And though, even though it was all correct, if I would have looked at what was trying to have a good outcome, then I would have stepped back and said, okay, how is she going to perceive this? How is this going to help her get this done? But instead I could say, well, then it's not my fault that this didn't happen, that you got this wrong because I told you exactly what you need to do. And even if it was completely right in there, I was still wrong because the outcome would have been wrong. Yeah. And so I had to slow things down from it. I had to take more time and be like, look, that's not where I'm coming from. I'm busy. I'm not coming from a point of frustration or anything like right. that. I'm just here. And I apologize if I came across that way. I need you to understand that that's not what I meant. Right. Here's that. And I then say, okay, how do you feel? Walk me through what you're going to do. Go through and do that. Do you feel good about that? Do you feel confident you're going to be able to do it? And if we, our communication were outcome driven, if you're having a conversation about doctor, what is the point of the outcome of the doctrine? Is right. it for to be everyone? Right. Yeah. Is it exactly? Is you're just trying to prove your point? Mm -hmm. And the same thing you're talking about, you steel man to understand, are you going into a conversation and to find a closer relationship with the brothers? Are you going in to find a closer relationship with God to see more of him? Are you, and, and if you're doing that thing, your approach will be right. Your um, actual I, I conversation will be right. I believe that. You know, those, and if any of those are wrong, then it doesn't really matter if you're completely right because the outcome is still wrong and you're not going to then have a close relationship with the Lord. You're not going to have a close relationship with the brothers that you're having discussion about. Yes. And not that everyone, there are reasons where sometimes the approach needs to be a specific way. Yes. It may need more intensity here, but the intent still needs to be here and the aim still needs to be for a good outcome at the end. If at any point your out, your aim changes from the outcome and which is very easy to do with emotion and conversations and topics that are important to you, you can soon, it's easy to step into like, I just want to be right. I'm right here. I know mm -hmm. I am. I have to do here. And suddenly your Shut outcome. Out all the exactly, information that says. Even if you started. Contrary to exactly. Even if you started with a good aim on the outcome, all of a sudden you just get a little bit misdirected because yeah. you're like, no, you're, you're here. Then you're wrong just the same. Which is like the, it's like the literal manifestation of the right spirit will correct the wrong doctrine. Mm -hmm. The wrong, yes, not the right doctrine will correct the wrong. Spirit. Exactly, it's the the right approach. Exactly, will, and, and and which is a statement in itself because it's like the right spirit will correct the wrong doctrine. Um, it's easy to think if I have the right spirit, I'll correct the wrong doctrine mm -hmm. to the other person, right? Mm -hmm. However, it most it, it it's always interesting that like I've always thought of it that way, but maybe it's the right spirit that I have will correct my wrong doctrine. Because your doctrine can be the can wrong be, doctrine. It could be and the thing that's the wrong. the right spirit, same right. thing you're talking about is that if you go in and say, I could be wrong, uh, which is which you're is going huge. in. And yeah, exactly. Okay. You're not just like, I'm going to prove, because you can, you can have this perception that I'm going to prove that my doctrine is right. And you're like, I'm doing, because I love them and I do that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you're, you're, not, you're not going you in. You can you're say just your approach is exactly. one thing, but it really isn't. Exactly. You don't have the outcome. You can outcome. be nice about it. Exactly. That's the whole thing is like having the right approach does not necessarily mean you're nice. Mm-hmm. Even well, though that's a part of it. It's having the mentality of exactly what you said, which is, I think, the mentality that is missing. We see it. That's what I was trying to say. We see it in politics mm-hmm. because that's, you know, that's huge. And we see it in media and we see it. And you can see it in the comment section of a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you see it in churches and religion because those are core parts of our society. Exactly. And that is, I rarely see anybody, myself included, with the genuine, true, and and you can't fake it, the genuine, true attitude of, I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Because you have to truly be... Open you have be to like, believe that. Here's, you can't fake that. Here's what I see. What am I missing? What am I, you know, here's this way. Here's this doctrine here and how it's laid out and how I understand it. And at the end of that, even if you don't come to a resolution, again, the outcome is still. You should believe you're in a better place. You, yeah, you should be. <laughs> and they should agree. be. And that you love them more. You have right. more understanding of where they're at. Even if you disagree, there shouldn't be. If there's more division there in a bad way. If there's more division in a bad way. Because sometimes you, you do like you may find out through conversation and that somebody's headed down some wrong direction and you're like I can't follow that way right. and I'll pray for them and love them just as much as I can but I also can't like be with them in this way right and and that's where you know I've talked to some people about this about what we're talking about and the response was well then you're just going to kind of like fall for anything mm-hmm. and you're just going to take in any information because you're so willing to be wrong. And it's like, no, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with genuinely identifying information that is wrong and saying that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. There is a such thing as things that are not the truth. Mm-hmm. As as much as there are things that are the truth. There's nothing wrong with identifying the difference between the two and saying this is untruthful information. Mm-hmm. It's when you tie a person to it and say, because you believe this or you don't even know if they believe it, but because you know, you have this, you have a certain hat on or because you have a certain shirt on or Mm -hmm. because you go to a certain church or because you do a certain thing, you listen to a certain news thing. You are now associated with a conspiracy theory. And that's when you can start naming it. You you conflate it all together. It all goes in a box together and you actually end up losing out on truth. It's an effective tactic for appearing to win. But again, if If that's your goal, right? That's the goal. Well, to appear to win because there's true victory. There's true winning, which is that some sort of progress has been made. Right. And you won't progress as a person. If you're only listening to yourself and you only believe you're right and you're not taking in other information, it would be like saying my my diet of McDonald's it is the superior diet. I will not eat anything else. And it's like you could you could be right until it catches up to you. Yeah. And all of a sudden <laughs> the diet of McDonald's caused some health problem that truth will make itself known. Yeah. And sometimes it's too late for us to do something about it. And it's like you you could say the way I believe is right and it could look like the absolute right thing and you're prospering and your life is going well and you don't have any problems like that other guy does or that other girl does. And then all of a sudden it catches up. What's funny is you can also then run and do a thing where both of you could be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. The argument is like, no, no, you're absolutely nuts. Burger King 
right. is the diet yes, that yes, is right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, yeah, it exactly. could be a whole new thing that, yeah. <laughs> talk about and I think actually about. you're right. I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I think that we, when I say we, it's like a humanity in general, especially again, if we go into the religious side, I think we're all doing that. We're all saying, nope, this is the diet you must have when, and, and all the diets are wrong. Mm-hmm. They're just different we than de- someone else's. I think we definitely got, and for me, got cut up a lot over the last few years. And I think this last couple of years has kind of given me a chance to through all my stuff, give me a chance to kind of separate. We're like, Oh yeah, we're conservative. We're this, we're mm-hmm. that. And from a Christian perspective, it's like, no, no, all of this, we're not any of that's not what we right. are. I'm not a conservative. Right. I'm not like, I should not be here because the, at the end of that, then yes. it is, it's McDonald's versus Burger King. Yes, it's what And you're it is. arguing the yep. wrong point entirely. Yep. Yep. I'm only going to listen to Fox News. Yeah. It's like, I, I just don't understand the mentality. It's like, I'm not saying go listen to the other side. I'm just saying maybe have the idea that your diet of information <laughs> is also just as bad. And you're only being fed things that that make you go, yeah, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. and rile you up. And it's like, it's it's being selectively fed to us information. Again, going back to like the conspiracy theory um, and anything beyond what you selectively are being fed information must be wild, crazy conspiracy theory. It well, must you- be that. And on that side, you actually, uh, from, let's say, conservatives, because that's the part where we kind of get, I think we get caught up in, is that we look at it as, yes, at the very base layer of that, what started with that was that having similar values to what we have, right? It was a Judeo-Christian value system that was built up. So it's easy for us to not look at that, and again, not even conflate somebody else, but conflate that with our own system and ignore the points where, that has gone off the rails and be like, okay, well, it's still at the base, right? It's still conservative. It's fine. Those are just things and we ignore it. It's progressed. Exactly. We're just like, oh yeah, no, 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 it's, it's fine. That's really not, they're still conservative, right? They're still against this and they're still for this and they're still for a segment of freedom of speech and they're still for whatever. Right. And we're like, yeah, that's true. But we've budged, but we've exactly. And as soon as you start doing, and again, Burger King McDonald's, when that's completely wrong, I mean, that's from a Christian perspective, if you're not a Christian, you're not that, then that value system is what you have and you're trying to claim that. But when it's not a Christian value system, there's no point to to actually stick with the value system. That right. value system can evolve and that's where we're fortunate to have this, but we just lose sight of that in that no, anything that departs from our Christian value system is wrong, right? And it's harmful for yeah. reasons of like, yeah. it is bad, it is negative, it has negative repercussions on society itself. Yeah even if it's on the quote unquote conservative side. Right, like, on the, yeah, that makes sense. Cause I, I think it goes, it, it, it continues to like dig in deeper, which is why I say it's an, it's a, it's like an influence or a spirit of division rather than the topic itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Because within now Christianity, you could dig deeper into that and say, okay, there's belief systems within Christianity. And then, you know, we have our belief system and then within that one, there's division. Like if you don't agree, mm-hmm. if you don't think of this specific belief system that we both say we believe exactly like I do, you must be wrong. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it's it's not even about conservative and it's not even somebody who's so far on the other side. They just slightly differed from you in one little thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you don't go to the movies or, oh, you do go to the movies mm-hmm. or, oh, your, your songs sound like this oh well they don't sound like this all of a sudden like we're splitting hairs yeah oh you have drums in your yeah you have drums and you don't oh you go you have a 15 minute um service uh before 
Um, and we, we, you should only have 10. It's like we, all of a sudden we're like literally splitting hairs and finding reasons to divide people (laughs) and churches over like, I want to say that I want to use the word silly, like very carefully, because again, there's a right way and there's a truthful way, but you're making small things into like absolutes. You're You're making them into absolutes. And the point is not because again, you would give grace to yourself Mm -hmm. in some of those things. Yeah. You know that if you go and you like mess up and something like, oh man, of course I'm human. Thank uh, you for your grace. All All of a sudden it's like, no (sighs) one's perfect, (laughs) but not when, but when it's that other guy, it's like, oh, he's, he's off. He's this and that. And it's like, I just, I have like been in that and have done that and been guilty of it. And it's still battle that. But I, I could say that I'm so tired of that type of division that, it's just, it's so, um, it's so un, like everything you see going on in politics in the world is just a magnified view of that. Yeah. It's it's still going on. It's like we we're splitting, you know. Let's let's split this church of three hundred into one fifty. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could find positives for why that's okay. But then then the one fifties both split into seventy five seventy five, and then those split, to, and then pretty soon we will be, we will have a um, hundred churches of one person. <laughs> Hey, Ryan, Stephen, or you, whose house are we doing yeah, this at no, this yeah. Sunday? Eventually, yeah. if time went on long enough, we'll have, yeah, instead of having one church of 100 people, we'll have 100 churches of one person. Yeah. And even then, what, like, really, that's what we're saying is, like, we're the only person who has the truth. That's yeah. what I was talking about before is really what that says is I am the only one that really, and, like, think about the, the like, the narcissistic, like, the prideful spirit to say i am the only one who really knows and has the truth and follows it like that's but yet that is actually the battle that we have to battle yeah i think i I was talking i forget the context of the conversation but i was like so many of the the things that we go through are a luxury and it sounds strange when i frame it as like a luxury but if we if our lives were so hard and difficult that that stuff we didn't have the capacity and the time to focus and hone in on some of these, like you're like splitting hairs and we're like mm-hmm. this or this and not that you shouldn't watch things, right. not that you shouldn't. doesn't mean you, you let you everything keep, in exactly. either. Yeah. It's not that you don't go to the opposite extreme. Exactly. But to then when those things like our struggles and trials are so small and minor that this is what we are focusing on instead of something big. And it's an intention of this time. Like everything is so easy up until the you last, you think it's because we really haven't had. We have no, we, have, we don't we have, have hard, no real struggle. Yeah, and we're like persecution. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Well, just any, even normal struggles. Like, oh well, I just I have time. Speak over the last for yourself, year. Chase. <laughs> <laughs> just over the last like a little bit, I was so caught up in politics during you know before <clears throat> a lot of stuff, and I tried to intentionally step away from it because I realized it was bad for me. But over the last year and a half, I didn't have time or capacity to worry about because I had real issues in my life yeah. that really affected really me. Really mattered. Yes, that were like, okay, if I don't do these things, my family will suffer. I will suffer. You know, like, and now we're like, oh man, well, this person in this radio show is saying this or this, you know, this person said this one little thing and this person said, I mean, okay, I hope they're fine. Like people can say, well, I had things come up and it was like, uh, this person said, you know, said you you looked at them this way. Right. You like gave Mm -hmm. him a judgmental look and I was like, I don't even remember Mm -hmm. that it's not me. I don't I understand people go through things. It's not Mm -hmm. a judgmental look. It was probably me noticing and being like, "Okay, I hope they're okay." And that was it. 
but I also was like, I don't have time to be bothered that there's this person saying this thing about me. I just don't. And I don't want to either. Cause at that point it was like, I don't want to, I just hope that, Hey, I hope, I hope they're okay. If there's anything I can do, I hope I can help them right now. I have to go grind my floors for six hours because I got to go make sure that we can get this done on time. And at that point, but before that time, like people get caught up and they're like, Oh, they said that. And they thought it was like, no, I don't have that. Oh, she, well, she, she shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. And you're just like, cause we don't have enough going yeah, on exactly. to where that becomes the new you're crisis. Like, That's, is that was the thing. Oh, well she's heading this and she's doing that, which would feed into the problem at that core of that specific issue. But I also me not stepping in and be like, okay. And I was just having a conversation with my mother, like, okay, don't worry about it. Right. I don't care if she said that. I, you know, that's not true. I know that's not true. I right. hope I'm sorry if that came across, if she wants to talk or somebody has an issue, come talk to me. Right. But if it's not big enough to do that, I'm not going to tell anybody else. I didn't say anything about anything. Like it came up because this person had said something to somebody else. Mm. I didn't tell anybody I had seen this person doing this thing. Yeah. And I was like, it didn't, I was like, whatever. Yeah. And it be, wouldn't have come up. It's like splitting hairs, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, turning a little tiny thing and making it into this huge yeah. situation. And there was just no capacity for it. We have no, our lives are easy enough to where that could have been the focus of this huge dramatic thing. And I didn't have time for it. I wouldn't want to anyways, but it was a true recognition that like, I don't have like we're, we live such a luxurious yeah, life. That's what it is. It's a luxury, it, it, it's a luxury to be able to do that. It's like if you were, I don't know, my mind goes to like, if you were chained up in the same prison yeah. <laughs> with somebody, you're not going to care like the way they looked at you yeah. or you're not going to care about, um, you know, how long their song service is. Yeah. You know, and it's because you're, we have, a, you know like what I'm saying? You're, in prison, you're like, Hey, I know you're singing, but yeah. that's the 15 minutes there. Yeah. You've had You've three had songs. It, right? yeah. It's because it's you're now on. in it together and you're in a crisis. You're in a, um, an actual persecution or battle. Yeah. Like, and we're, we are in a battle in a sense, but like, we're not, if we, if we exhibit behaviors that are like what you just described, we're actually saying that we're really not in yeah. the battle that we're supposed to be in. Exactly. We're not really in a crisis that we say that we're supposed to be in. We're in good times. Well, we're distracted. Yeah. Even if there is something we should be addressing, which most of the time the stuff that we deal with is more is more subtle now. There's a lot more subtlety to it. There's less of the in-the-face because in-the-face stuff, it's like you have to deal with that or something really bad will happen. Right. That's the true danger of a lot of yes. our stuff these days is that it is so small and subtle and stuff that then it just pulls you off into these weird things and not like, Oh, well I'm going to lose my house or I'm going to lose everything I have. It's like, Oh, well all of a sudden you got jealous and then you decided that because you got jealous, you didn't like that person in the church. So then you step back a little bit away and then you think everyone's starting to, and they're all spreading. And so then you step back mm-hmm. entirely. Well, I'll just go see, I don't want to be like these people. So I'm just going to live in the world. Yep. And all of a sudden you're just off living an yeah. entire life. Like it's just this very subtle Death track that you can get pulled into easily. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing mm. even bad. And then you're living in this world. And you're like, Oh, this isn't so bad. Again, it's yeah. not like you're, you're off in some mud pit somewhere, even though spiritually you may be, right. but you're just like, Oh, this is fine. I'm living a good life. You can have everything you need here. It's not like you step out and then you, you are in a true Christ. Like right. what we view as a crisis, even right. if it may be a spiritual crisis, but mm. you don't have to face that. I'm like, people are in a spiritual crisis in church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, people are in the sure. mud pit in church, right? Yeah. Like, you don't even have to step out of the church to be in horrible shape. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's the sad part of 
letting those little things slip in, right? Yeah, like exactly. That's the influence of a, de- a divisiveness yes, that absolutely. I'm talking about. It's and divide and conquer. It's, yeah. it's, it's, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no yeah. That the yeah. point of it is yeah. to, is, I think ultimately the point of it is to get, and we see it working in the political world and the media world. And again, go on Twitter, go on the comment section. The point of it is to isolate every single person into by themselves because then they can be conquered. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there's a little bit of a paradox because one, we must be individually strong enough to withstand that. Mm-hmm. And second of all, are also called to be part of a body, but the body is made up of people who individually are strong. They're mm-hmm. not and yes, we have our, we have our weaknesses because we are human, but that's where being with someone who, who cares more about you than they do about being right Yeah, mm-hmm. is there to cover your weakness. And because certainly, you know, Stephen sees my weaknesses being around me. Um, Stephen might see chases, chases might see Stephen's vice versa, all these things, right? We see them, but what do you do about that? Yeah. Now, if you want to be right, if you want to be, if you want to win the argument, well, you'll point out where they're wrong. And guess what? By, by, by simple comparison, you are now more right. Yeah. But if you're, if our attitude is that we are not right, but wrong, it would be, well, then he maybe he needs somebody, he needs help with that. He needs somebody rather than go talk about that and expose that he needs that covered up. Yeah. I can do that. Just I, not yeah, covered just, up like sweeping under the rug. No, I mean, no, no. Just like, okay, I'm going to go pray about that. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm going to go. go. I'm going to go. Go to battle for him exactly. because he may he may or may not see that weakness, or maybe it's a weakness and he doesn't know how to deal with it. I'm going to go cover that up. Maybe they're you know maybe it's and that's really easy to say, but that's very very hard to yeah. do. I think because What's it goes against outcome focus. Yes, it shifts the perspective to something down. Like it, humans are not good at seeing outside what's in their immediate surrounding, their immediate environment. So to do that, you have to look at further down the road. Yes. You have to look at that actual outcome. What is good for the whole. Yeah. Not what is necessarily good for you. Yeah. Because again, all of a sudden that is now placing in someone else the same divinity that you believe you have. Well, you decided like the same value. You could be, let's say somebody is struggling with something. And suddenly you decide, okay, that person needs to be cut out because they could be a cancer. They could be this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you, and you just completely, so to do that, you're right. And you're, you know, you think you're doing it under protection or anything like that. And not again, not that you want to let everything in, but you could also be making yourself a decider of who is in and who is yes. out instead is of saying, dangerous. exactly. Yeah. Like that's where it's not, oh, well, Hey, that thing is wrong. So let's just cut that out there so to make sure it doesn't corrupt or infect anything well, else. We do that in society right now. Yeah. So if not even the religious side, again, in society, oh, if you uh, wear this hat or this shirt, you should not be part of yeah, this, this country, like, this society, this anything. I mean, literally sometimes a piece of clothing is enough to, for somebody to go, I already know what you are. I already know what you're about. You should be cut out. Yeah. And they do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, what do you think? I, I was actually surprised to hear your voice for a second. I was like, Oh, that's, oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, why? Have I not been talking? Steven, because uh, no, Ryan like and I dominated. were just like back and forth. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm I've been enjoying dominated. this. This is nice. <laughs> this is what my role should be permanently. No, no that's just not sit at here, all. control the soundboard. Stop. <laughs> and now, it's so nice not to like give my opinion sometimes. <laughs> okay. Well, now give your opinion. Yeah. Uh, yes. Now on demand. 
On demand right now. Wrong. (laughs) All right. Do you remember being cut off? Well, I disagree completely with both of you. (laughs) It's okay to be wrong. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's okay to be wrong. It's it's okay. Nobody's perfect. No, no, hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not perfect either. I, yeah. In this instance, I am. But you know, yeah, I've had my right times. now. I am. But now let's hear it. No, I, I don't have anything to say. Okay, <laughs> <It's>, I'm just <laughs> like agreeing, and you know, nodding my head, and and like, the evolution of this conversation, though. Yeah, I know. It went from conspiracy yeah. theory to like. This is why we were so excited to have you on. <laughs> I knew sorry, it couldn't just. No, I knew it couldn't just stay like. <laughs> We're down a side yeah, track I know. and never you were came over here back. Like wanting some surface conversation and now we're like Me? deep in the. No, I, I just like organic, genuine yeah. conversation is good. Yeah. Exactly. Organic. I don't yeah. believe in organic, but. <laughs> free range conversation. Free range conversation. Yeah. Cage free. I like mine. Grass fed no, conversation. No, caged, chemicaled up. That's me. Oh yeah. Just. Okay. You like them steroids. Yeah, my, my eggs better be bleached and loaded with. What is it? Uh, HGH. HGH. <laughs> I do love a bleached egg. <laughs> mm, bleached egg. When you get those organic eggs that you crack open, there's like a little chunk of flesh or something. In the <laughs> With a little spot like, on yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm like, was that going to be a bird? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, no. Yeah, but we we did stray from conspiracy theory. I'm no, sorry. that's okay. That's exactly that was what nice, we yeah. that was the plan. I think I think you said let's start. We came in without somewhere. a plan, and it was actually <laughs> really nice to like just go into a genuine interest of a Flow. part of the conversation. Hopefully, people are. This is gonna be a roller coaster for people if they listen to this. They're yeah, they're like, like this is, okay. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy, wait a is minute. that AI wrong? It's the the who is it the um oh the kombucha girl. Oh, she's like yeah. well, well, well. well. <laughs> it's a, uh, this yeah. conversation well, was that essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It was that. Mm. It's funny. <laughs> oh, well, well. Mm. Oh yeah. man, no, that was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Oh, there's yeah. just so much that. Okay, you do want to say something. No, uh, no, 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 not say something. I'm saying there's so much you can just build upon with, mm-hmm. with everything we've talked about today. It's like, I almost felt like we could have done a part two. Oh, we definitely could. Start we start part two with the, with the empathy. Because we didn't, we kind of, we kind of sidetracked that. There is yeah. a whole other side to that aspect that we say you can't let, you can't, you know, where do you cut that off? Where do you, how do you balance that Toxic out? Toxic empathy, yes. You sure, yeah. Like yeah, where yeah. you let things in and what's the point that you do there, and don't. You're right. There, There is a balance to it because, yeah, the, the that Just would like be an fun. interesting part two because I I, you yeah. cannot let everything in. Yeah, I have to, I have to chew on that one a little bit. Right. But you can before. try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you go back it's to really the diet, right? All, all McDonald's, bad. But eating every single thing that there is. I kind of re- resent you for making me take the frame. I should actually don't resent you. I resent myself for choosing Burger King as my, I know. Like, what why not doing? in and out or, in and out know, or something, or something good. Yeah. Well, kind of, the point was to find something that was equally. It was, but yeah, because I never, it's amazing. I never if your diet, went, you know, I'm spiritually, a spiritually in and out of church. Just, <laughs> oh gosh, you're good. Yeah. Well. No, just anytime I have to side with because Bur- actually Burger King is probably like my on the bottom. Oh, it's below the bottom. Of that. Oh, yeah. That's a, this is a whole you other have a subject. List. Which we we never talked about food as much as we talk about food. I know we've never actually we talk about it. food. Way I'm scared to talk about every food person that Chase. is listening to the podcast. Their stomach just starts growling. We just start talking about food. So Burger <laughs> King's like, on the bottom with you. You don't talk bottom? about food with me. 
No. You really, really don't. It's mostly when we're around you yeah, doing sorry. talking about food. I, everybody I get, that knows I get, me like, knows nervous. always I'm goes like, to food. I have, I have this, like, fear that because I'm a Burger King guy, that's, like, my top fast no, food place. No, yeah. it better not be. So just another reason for him to, like, <sighs> knock me down on his list. This is, this is, no, I was it's joking a true about diverse, not, like, I was joking podcast. about notching you down before, but now I'm no, just, yeah, I know. No that's why I don't talk about food. With you could say I, the moon landing was fake, but Burger King? How dare you? Uh, the earth is, I will agree with you, uh, the earth is flat before I agree that Burger King is <laughs> yeah. anywhere above any other restaurant. <laughs> no, I would say... Carl's Jr. I agree. Ooh. Down there? No, Carl's Jr. is, is oh. pretty high up for me. That's definitely higher than McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't like McDonald's. Like it's right there, close to Burger King. Yeah, I would say like Long John Silver's is probably the bottom. That's not food though. I feel yeah. like that's just oil. Yeah, that's just. Just yeah. a deep fried substance. I feel like it's breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, and nobody just likes to eat physical greed. Just like yeah. Balls That's like a, eating a sponge <laughs> made of grease. It really is. Mm. I don't know if I have a list. I probably should. That's probably why I look the way I don't I have one tracked. I just have like this in, this instinctive gut. Yeah, like, of like steer, no, that's below steer that. Stay away from here. It's like hungry, more hungry, desperate. What yeah. a luxury. I hate myself. I'll starve to death yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, there's different levels of eating. Yeah. Yeah, it I mean, there's places food. I don't care to go to, but I'm honestly, I'm like, anything goes. <laughs> I'll eat anything. I've been in Burger King probably in the last year or so. McDonald's apple pies, I'll give them that. McDonald's fries? Like, sometimes I crave a McDonald's no. fry. Like, I just, what? Know. What's the one food? Could you identify one? I already know what mine is, so it's an easy question. What's the one food that you know there is zero good justification to eat it at all? It is... When you're eating it, you realize that it's the worst thing in the world for you to eat, but you but you like it. Oh, I already ha- I already know what my my item is. That could be a lot of things. <laughs> the those cherry pies from gas station. The gas station, you know, oh, the little yeah, the little like pastries. The yeah, the ones? hostess like folded over, mm. looks like a like a pita or yeah. like a hot pocket. They're genuinely so bad. Like if you could manufacture the, was a like, food it would be that is it like the the actual hostess ones or is it the ones anyway, that any of them it's not the hostess ones it's, i think it's the ones like you the, like is, is they've the got the brown wrapping on yeah, them and yeah yeah actually those ones are like the, i love the bear claws okay from those yeah, those yeah. same ones i when i eat it i'm like this is literally killing me yeah i'm <laughs> like i could actually feel years coming off my life but i enjoy it so much i could say that about like pixie sticks okay <laughs> Yours is pixie sticks? Well, it's just one of those things sugar. that you're, yeah, you're just literally just pouring sugar, sugar into. Sugar okay. That's fair. I never thought of pixie sticks, but that's good. Steven? Probably fast food as much as I eat. Nah, it. like specific though. I don't know. Like I said, I eat everything. What's that one item that is, it's just guilt, but you love it anyways? That guilt that's item that you the know. Time. I feel like a corn dog has that. Really? Corn it's dog? just like... I eat that so good for you. <laughs> <laughs>